Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the special live radio show with Dr. Doug Thompson. With over 25 years' experience in state-of-the-art oral health, Dr. Thompson will be talking to us about the serious connection between gum disease and most of the major diseases of our time. He'll be telling us about where his research has led him with respect to avoiding these silent killers. He's joining us tonight in this rare opportunity to call in and speak with the doctor directly. You won't want to miss what Dr. Thompson has to say. And if you have a question for the doctor, we're inviting you to call at 800-859-0957. So stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short message. You're listening to 760 WJR. Welcome to this special live radio show where you can call in with your questions and talk to the doctor directly. I'm your co-host, filling in for Anne-Marie Cronin tonight. My name is Siobhan Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Doug Thompson, integrative oral health dentist from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, and he's here with us discussing his state-of-the-art clinic, the latest diagnostic systems in oral health care, and the importance of the connection between the mouth and many systemic diseases. If you have a question for the doctor on the matters we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. Dr. Thompson, we just got off of Facebook Live. We're back on the air. I'm really excited to talk to you about all the amazing things you do in your practice. Uh, for anyone just joining us that hasn't listened to the show before, maybe we can give them a brief intro of what you do, where your practice is, what sort of things you're treating. Thank you so much, Siobhan. Yeah, my practice is in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. It's a suburb of Detroit, if you're listening to this from far away. And um, one of the things that we do is we have learned over the years that certain oral conditions can have a really profound effect on systemic health. And so some people come in and they think they have a cavity and they think they're a bad brusher or maybe they feel guilty about why they have a cavity. And, you know, the cavity is not their fault. Um, but the reality is the, the um, you know, the cavity or gum disease or some of these conditions are about our ability to get sick. It's host, we call it host susceptibility. It's not just because we're neglectful. So what happens in our practice is we've learned how certain oral conditions can really just profoundly affect systemic health. And we analyze the patient and there are certain tests that we can do that help the patient understand why am I this way? Why do I have this condition? And then more importantly, what can I do to not only change the condition, but what can I do to not allow this condition to affect my systemic health? And what a, what a, what a gift it is for some of the people to have the relief of guilt and to have the, um, the feeling that there's hope about what we can do to help them. And, you know, our practice is what we call a risk-based practice. So uh, my idea is uh, me and my colleague, Dr. Watkins, you come into our practice, we want to analyze you and we want to provide everything you need, nothing you don't. Uh, that's the idea. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to talk more about some of the incredible testing that you're doing, but we do actually have two callers that came in already. So right. let's start with the first one. We have Greg and Shelby on the line. Greg, what's your question? Hey, good evening, doctor, Mr. Positive. Got to mm. ask you, um, it sounds like you're talking about inflammatory uh, conditions in the mouth can lead to major catastrophic uh, diseases. But I got to ask you, are there supplements, vitamins that one can take that can help oral health. I know I'm uh, reaching, but you know we talk about internalization of vitamin C, vitamin D like David, and all the various great multivitamins and minerals. Is there something that one could take for oral health or there's no such thing? 
Greg, your question is amazing. I mean, how long do you want me to go for? Um, the nutritional component of what your body can do to heal itself. Um, I have, well, let me say this. I have people who come in and they have a boatload of supplements that they're taking. And I would ask them, I would say, how often do you take this handful of supplements? And they would say, well, three times a day. Well, I can tell you that there's no supplement that you can buy from any pharmacy that will fix your body or help your body heal as well as if you have a healthy diet, if you have a Mediterranean-style diet, uh, and you give your body the right rest it needs, the right hydration, you manage stress, you do a little exercise, you'll be amazed. But yes, if you, if you need a supplement, then we would love to test you for that and figure out if you're if you're depleted in vitamin D, then I, I want to give you a supplement to to put that back. And you're not going to get it from the sun, even though we're you could be in Florida and you could be vitamin D deficient. So you're you're spot on, Greg, uh, in your phone call asking about supplements because we know you need antioxidants, you need certain things for your body to heal, and you can. You can lower the gingival bleeding or inflammation from gum disease. You can change so many different oral conditions by making sure you have a proper diet and you have other proper lifestyle choices. But we need to measure what you need. I can't just give you a bunch of stuff to go down and take. We need to figure out what's, what are you missing. And if you're missing it, I want you to put it back. But no more than that. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it really comes down to testing and knowing where you are, no because question. like you said, it can't necessarily be a one size fits all. You really need to come to someone like yourself that can do the, the full analysis of what's really going on systemically. Yeah, but Greg's question is a loaded one. We could talk for a whole day about that. Yeah, well, we should come back to some of that. Let's let's try and get in our next caller before the break. Next up, we have Melanie in Florida. Melanie, what's your question? Hi, um, I'm calling the uh, dentist doctor to ask a question about um the lining of the mouth. Actually, I've had a shedding of the lining of my mucous membranes inside my mouth. This has been going on for literally over 10 years. I've been to medical doctors. I've been to my DO. I've been to the dentist. Um, I've been told it could be lichen planus. It could be, um, you know, like a uh, autoimmune uh, problem. And it's like, I, I feel like I don't have any answers. And now, you know, it's like I'm, I'm dealing with this constantly. It's constantly shedding. I do notice that some toothpaste make it worse than others, like whitening toothpaste. And I am a redhead. I'm fair-skinned. So my skin is very sensitive. I use a biotin toothpaste, you know, and try to keep off the sodium lauryl sulfates that might be in toothpaste. But I'm wondering if you can lead or direct me. I have been screened every six months for oral cancer. Um, and I just wonder if, you know, um, HPV may be related to this, if I have those terms right or not. But I'm just wondering, where would you send me next? I mean, where do we find answers to find resolve or answers to what this could be. Melanie, I'm going to jump in. Sorry, Doc. Um, we, we have to go into a break. So if you can stick on the line, we're going to address the answer to your question when we come back. But thank you so much for calling in. Um, so yeah, we have to jump to a quick break at the moment. So in the meantime, you are listening to the Dr. Thompson radio show. The doctor's here tonight talking about the seriousness of undetected oral pathogens, which can be the root cause of many catastrophic diseases. If you have a question, you can call us at 800-859-0957. Again, 800-859-0957. Don't miss this opportunity to call the doctor directly. You're listening to the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Dr. Doug Thompson Live Medical Radio Show here on WJR. 
I'm your co-host Siobhan Cronin, and we are here tonight talking with Dr. Doug Thompson, general dentist and oral health specialist in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. He's here with us discussing the latest diagnostic methods he uses to diagnose many systemic diseases, from cardiac disease to the prevention of Alzheimer's. If you have a question for the doctor, please call us at 800-859-0957. Dr. Thompson, coming back, we got a call um, up until the end of the last segment from Melanie in Florida. Uh, Maybe we can recap what she was asking and give an answer to her question. Yeah, Melanie from Florida has some issues about sloughing tissue in her mouth. And, you know, there's people who wake up in the morning and they have uh, tissue remnants on their pillow. Um, There's people who are speaking during the day and they have uh, stuff that accumulates in the corners of their mouths. And... Um, Melanie's problem is not unique, uh, and what she said at the close of her call is really, really important. And uh, the uh, and what she mentioned was a component of toothpaste called sodium lauryl sulfate. And so, obviously, she's been to several specialists because that's one of the first things we would do is get her off any kind of toothpaste that had sodium lauryl sulfate in it. Can I ask you real quick, is that something that everyone should come off of or is it is it individualized it, it's, it's to an extent? It's a little bit hard to say that because sodium lauryl sulfate is a foaming agent in the paste. So some people really like that uh, heavy foam feeling when they have toothpaste. But let's go, you know, before I finish Melanie's question, I can tell you that you can dry, you could brush your teeth with just your toothbrush dry. You don't even need toothpaste. Toothpaste is the carrier for fluoride, which is the remineralization agent and the anti-cavity effect. If you look at the active ingredient in any toothpaste, it's typically going to be, it's traditionally going to be anti-cavity and it's going to be fluoride. That's the idea. And we have paste in the office for people that have that have a high cavity risk where they're on more fluoride than people who aren't. But remember, this fluoride's topical. You don't drink it, you don't eat it, you don't swallow it. It's not affecting your systemic health as much as it's just helping to fortify the surface of the tooth. So back to Melanie's question, SLS is not something that everybody needs to avoid, but certain people have a significant reaction to SLS and they have um, sloughing tissue. Now, the other thing, Melanie, that will affect your sloughing tissue could be um, dry mouth, and that could come from either multiple medications you might be taking. It could come from dehydration, could come from mouth breathing at night, which would be maybe an indication that your sleep quality is not as good as it could be. And we've had whole shows talking about sleep apnea and some of the other sleeping problems that we have at night. So it really needs to be analyzed. And what I what I'm compassionate about for you is that you've been to several specialists already. And no one seemed to hit the nail on the head. So that's a that's a little bit disappointing for me to hear that. Uh, however, I want to give you courage and strength to keep going forward. Somebody will find um, find the uh, the solution for you. We do have some Wellness Dentistry Network member dentists in Florida, and you could look that up. That's a Wellness Dentistry Network are people that are a little bit more aligned with our philosophy, and it's something that I created as a teaching a hub for people. So if you look up, I know we have Orlando, I know we have Jacksonville, I know we have some different areas in Florida where you could go to, and we have good people in Fort Myers and Naples, and we have people in Fort Lauderdale. So you could, you know, I don't know where you are in Florida, but there's hope for you. So I want you to keep searching. And if you want to reach out to us uh, directly at contact at wellnessdentistrynetwork.com, we'll try to help you further. Yeah, that's great. No, it's great that you brought that up. So wellnessdentistrynetwork.com, she can look that up for anyone that's in any other state for that matter, right? She could, yeah, she could find at wellnessdentistrynetwork.com, she could find a dentist that's more aligned. And then the other professional teaching institute that I teach at is called the COIS Center, K-O-I-S. 
So KoizeCenter.com is a group in Seattle, Washington, taught by Dr. John Coys, and I'm part of the faculty at that at that particular uh, educational hub. And we have people who come from all over the world to learn there about advanced concepts in restorative dentistry. And I happen to teach a piece about gum disease and periodontal medicine and health and wellness. And uh, and we teach dental hygienists uh, how to how to better understand their role and how they can help people be healthy. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. So we did have another call come through. Actually, now we have Peggy in Marysville on the line. Peggy, what's your question? Hello. Um, your last caller prompted me to call because I have had a very bad taste in my mouth for a couple of years. It doesn't go away. It's metallic, soapy, a bitter taste. And uh, the only thing that kind of helps is if I suck on something and, you know, that makes it uh, neutral. So anyway, I've been to the dentist recently. He doesn't know anything. And I've asked my doctor and no good answers. So do you have any suggestions? Yeah, Peggy, your dentist in Marysville knows a few things, but he just might not be so familiar or she might not be so familiar with this particular issue. Um, but one of the things that we want to think about is if you have a yeast imbalance in your mouth or if you have um, some other kind of microbial imbalance in the mouth or nutritional deficiency, or even if you've been on some kind of antibiotic recently, you could have a metallic taste in your mouth. It wouldn't be uncommon. If you were dehydrated, you could have some kind of altered taste sensation. And then even altered taste sensation can be a neurological issue that can get much, much more sophisticated. But what I'd like to have you think about, Peggy, is probably something simple before it's something more complex. So the idea is maybe just get a good, you know, a, a good evaluation. And I know that, um, and I'm thinking in Marysville, who I might have up there in that area, but I think that thinking about looking at uh, a yeast imbalance, and we have a simple, inexpensive, under $200 test for yeast that could happen, but yeast will very much alter taste sensation and it will alter other things. Uh, so that's something that I wish you would consider. And I think there's some testing that needs to be done to figure out a little bit more about what that is. Dry mouth could also cause that too. And um, you could have some other uh, sleep-related issues that need to be evaluated. Yeah, so it sounds hope, like she needs to come in for some sort of panel well, of testing to identify or yeah. even to reach out to your office, you know, yeah. and get some guidance. But it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon, and it's not uncommon for us to find a solution for that problem. Yeah. Well, on the topic of yeast, this is something we talked about before the show. I'd, I'd like for you to elaborate a little bit more on that because, you know, a lot of us might think of issues with our health, whether it's in the mouth or elsewhere, as being a bacterial or a virus. But, you know, you spoke about the fact that yeast imbalance could be a massive contributor to different issues that people are having. So perhaps there are some other things we can elaborate on for people that might be experiencing other issues. Yeah, early in my training, we thought that gum disease was just caused by bacteria. And more recently, as we've had better and better research, we started to learn that, that really we stopped using the word bacteria. And now we use a word, and this is just a weird word, but you'll hear it talking about water treatment lines and other kinds of uh, industrial issues. But we use a term called biofilm. And biofilm is not just yeast, but it's made up of yeast, viruses, and bacteria. So part of any, almost any dental infection is going to be some kind of biofilm contribution. And about 40% of my patients that I treat for gum disease have a yeast component. And the problem with yeast is if you give a patient antibiotics or some kind of other medicine to make the bacteria go down, it'll make the yeast go up. 
So we continue to get this imbalance and dentists are just starting to learn about this. So it's something that your dentist might not understand. I, I would get why they don't understand it. I've been studying it for quite a few years. It's newer, but we need to look at yeast imbalance. So chronic sinusitis, if you have gut health issues, if you have elimination problems, that would be problems in the bathroom. Um, if you have different uh, types of food sensitivities, um, if you eat a lot of refined sugar, um, this feeds the yeast, and yeast is a big piece of not only gum disease, but it's a big piece of why we get cavities as well. So that's something that we uh, test our patients for. It's, again, inexpensive, and it's something that we want to make sure everybody's, um, everybody's on top of. Yeah, so, so is this a particular single test that patients would come in for? Do they come in? It Maybe is. you can tell us quickly before the break yeah. the general panel of testing that you're doing. Yeah, we test for bacteria and we test for yeast. And these each one of these tests holds a fee. Most of these fees are relatively inexpensive. Um, but it's a swish and spit test, 30 seconds, painless. Um, you give us a saliva sample. And what's happening now is um, industry knows how to really look carefully at the sample and determine what bacteria and what yeast are there. They're very accurate. They're very predictable. They're very, um, they're, they're, uh, very reliable. And we do that a lot because it helps me figure out what I need to do to treat you. So after the break, I'd love to take some more questions or any other ideas. about. Yeah, and we do uh, have some callers yeah. actually on the line still. Perfect. So we'll come back to them after the break. Uh, in the meantime, you are listening to the Dr. Doug Thompson radio show. We're talking about the importance of diagnosing and treating gum disease and how it can prevent some of the major diseases of our time. If you have a question, you can call the doctor directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Don't miss this opportunity to talk to the doctor directly. You are listening to the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on 760 WJR. Welcome back to this special edition of the Dr. Thompson Radio Show. I'm your co-host Siobhan Cronin filling in tonight for Anne-Marie, talking with Dr. Doug Thompson, dentist and pioneer in prevention from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. He's here tonight explaining the medical diagnostic model he incorporates in his clinic to screen for many of the catastrophic diseases, from cardiac disease to Alzheimer's, and that through early detection, many of these diseases can be prevented. If you have a question for the doctor on the topics we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. And with that, Dr. Thompson, we did have some callers come in um, in the last segment and over the break. So let's jump back in and let's start with David in Windsor. David, what's your question? Yes, the question for the doctor that I have in mind, uh, what can also be the contributory factor towards bad breath? Could it be poor digestion and could it be anything in the mouth? And could it be an unclean, an unclean mouth? What can you suggest about that? Yeah, there's no question, David. That's a great question because a lot of people suffer from, you know, you say bad breath. The medical term for that is called halitosis. And there's no question that there's certain bacteria that live in the mouth. When they get imbalanced, they produce some kind of noxious, odorous, um, uh, you know, results. And so... Um, there, and it's not typically, sometimes it's not typically just because it's not clean. So I want to be careful that we don't just say a bad, someone with bad breath, just has a dirty, filthy mouth because they might not have that. We have people that have really quite clean mouths, but they still have a bad breath because they have a bacterial imbalance. And so we need to evaluate that bacterial imbalance. We also know it can come from the gut. So there's certain things in the gut that can, that can happen. And usually uh, you'll have people with like SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, that's what that stands for. And these people can have 
some pretty noxious uh, odors that come from bacteria that are imbalanced. So this needs to be evaluated. We have rinses and we have systems that can help change the oral microflora. That's the bacteria in the mouth. And we can have, um, we could have some really profound effects on changing the balance with not that much work, but that needs to be evaluated. And one of the pioneers in that whole arena is Dr. John Richter. He used to have what they call the Richter breath centers. And you would go in and in, you know, uh, David, this is so funny. They used to have people that would stand in front of you and they'd put your nose by your mouth and they were professional smellers and they would be able to tell you basically what you were breathing. And uh, it's amazing. So that that population of sophistication has gone away because we know that there's certain rinses that just rebalance that. So um, not only brushing your tongue is important, brushing your teeth is important, brushing your cheeks is important, but using some kind of oral rinse that helps create a healthy rebalance of the bacteria is important, and that can usually alleviate bad breath. Gums and mints and all that stuff, it's just a cover-up. So you can use that stuff in your, if you're in a social setting, but to take care of it more permanently, we need to look at the bacterial balance. Yeah, no, great question. And yeah, just before we go on to our next caller, I'd like to go back because over the break when we're uh, off the air, we do stream on Facebook Live for anyone that wants to tune in through WJR. But we had gotten a question on the Facebook Live about the availability of um, sending in for the saliva test if you are out of town. So maybe, Dr. Thompson, you can mention the options for people that are not, you know, in the area if they're out of state and they want to do the saliva test that we spoke about earlier. Yeah, if somebody wanted to do it and they're out of state, they could they could get a hold of us at contact at wellnessdentistrynetwork.com and we could help them there. The other thing is if you're overseas or if you're out of the country, it gets to be a little bit more difficult, but these testing companies are all around the world. So we can help you find a resource in your community or in your area. Uh, typically we can, and we have uh, part of our wellness dentistry network, our, our offices that are all over the world. So we can, um, we would like to help with that and uh, do our best that we can. There might be some really remote areas where it could be tough to get some of the information, but most people can find out some of the information or we can get them networked with uh, dentists. I have dentists in Hong Kong. I have dentists in um, all different places in the world. So Right, and as you mentioned, wellnessdentistrynetwork.com, global for anyone that's looking for someone that might be in their area. Um, okay, let's jump next. We have now on the line John from Rochester Hills. John, what's your question? Uh, yes, doctor. Do I have a large upper plate. I'm 76. And due to a combat injury I, in my mouth, it has to I only have teeth on the right side, and therefore I have to use some stickum. And they have these little, <clears throat> there's not only the kind that comes in a tube, it's more like cement, but then there are these little uh, things that come in a plastic tube, and you lick them and they stick. Is there any danger to long-term use of such things? You know, John, I really appreciate your question, and I'm sorry that you have the the condition that you do, but I'm happy that you're with us and that you're able to talk about it and you're still able to eat food. And I have people that have um, had far less uh, adventure than you've had in your life that uh, don't have teeth. So I, uh, I appreciate um, the question. And yeah, most of the denture adhesives and some of the things that we use to help hold things in our mouths, um, we really should avoid uh, heavy zinc in those components. But most of the companies that manufacture those products are aware of that, and they've made those products very safe. Um, I think 
in your question, you would be thinking about a couple things. How good does it hold the appliance that's in your mouth and how easy is it to clean off? So at the end of the night, you want to be able to clean it off in a way that it's convenient. And I know there's some of those adhesives that are so hard to clean off, people actually bleed uh, trying to get that stuff off, either with a terry cloth washcloth or a gauze or something like that. So as long as you're using one of them that's easy to clean off, that holds the that holds your uh, your appliance in securely and allows you to eat, that's a beautiful thing. So that's what I'm thinking about that. And then, John, I, I want to stress the importance of you cleaning your appliance on a regular basis. And you don't have to use toothpaste. If you use any kind of dish detergent that you would clean your plates or your silverware and just scrub it off really good, put a little bit of water in the bottom of the sink so if you drop it, it doesn't crack or break. And uh, keep it clean and uh, use the adhesive, clean it off your mouth, and try to let your appliance sleep out of your mouth while you sleep in a bed. Um, that's the healthiest thing you could do. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, you, you mentioned zinc or looking into some of the things that are used in these appliances. Is there a way for patients or people that are putting things in their mouth to to search what is made, you know, how these things are made? Or, you know, obviously we want to trust the companies to make things well and not use ingredients that are going to be toxic, but... Yeah, and they and they do, but I think you can. I think you the best way is there's so many of them. I, I mean, if you walk into any pharmacy today and you go in the toothpaste aisle, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. There's so many different products, and it's a lot of marketing. So I do think that um, just uh, looking at the reviews, looking at the the um, the health uh, facts about what's in there, there are certain databases that if you put in the ingredients of a particular product that you're using, it'll tell you if there's pollutants or if there's anything in there that's not healthy. But that's a loaded up question because there's so many of those different products. And I want to be careful not to label any kind of companies sure. or, or say maybe the wrong thing other than other than we should be prudent about looking at it and those are the two main characteristics that I'd be thinking about. How well does it stick and how easy is it to clean off? And is there are there any reviews in, in any kind of health journals or anything that would mention that it wouldn't be safe? Yeah, absolutely. Before we uh, run out of time in this segment, I'd like to jump. We mentioned cavities earlier, and you have a lot to say about cavities and some of the things that are going on behind that, systemic issues, um, you know, issues with the bacterial infections. Um, maybe you can give us a little bit of insight. Um, you said you don't want to drill teeth. You know, we want to try and figure out what's going yeah. on. Yeah, one of the things that happens is we know that cavities, uh, which is a hole in your tooth, uh, the process of cavities is really called caries. That's the disease. It's called caries, C-A-R-I-E-S. And caries is when you get a bacterial imbalance of bacteria that make acid. So they sit on the surface of the tooth and acid, If just like if you put acid on your driveway or acid on any other thing, it makes a little hole in your tooth. And so um, we, we, so that we know there's a whole population of bacteria that are what we call aciduric or acetogenic. They make acid or they love acid. So, so part of the cavity process is eliminating acid, hardening the teeth, uh, uh, attacking the bacteria. It's a multifactorial approach. So if anybody has cavities, you shouldn't be having cavities. It's a disease. It's not a, and you shouldn't blame your child for it. It's not their fault. And so we could talk a lot about more about it after the break. But I, I, it's a, it's another biofilm infection like gum disease. Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll definitely come back to that um, after this short break. In the meantime, you are listening to the Dr. Thompson Radio Show. We are talking about oral health and disease and disease prevention. If you have a question, you can reach the doctor by calling 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. 
don't miss this opportunity to talk to the doctor directly. You're listening to the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of this special live edition of the Dr. Thompson Radio Show. I'm your co-host Siobhan Cronin here filling in for Anne-Marie tonight along with Dr. Doug Thompson and we are speaking about his state-of-the-art clinic and his practice of prevention. This is our final segment, so if you have a question for the doctor on the topics we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. So we are back, Dr. Thompson. We've had some amazing questions tonight. We've covered a lot of topics, and we kind of closed out the last segment getting into the discussion of cavities and some of the misunderstandings behind that. Um, can you can you continue on that topic for us? Yeah, I just want to make sure that people understand, especially children. You know, if children get cavities, it's not usually the child's fault. It's usually there's a bacterial imbalance in their mouth. And interestingly, children that live in the same environment, eat the same diet, have the same, uh, they have four or five siblings. Oftentimes, we'll see three or four of those siblings will have no problem with cavities. And you'll have somebody who has a lot of problems with cavities. And one of the things that I want to make sure that we don't do is we don't punish or that we don't. Um, make that person feel guilty because they have cavities. Cavities is a bacterial imbalance. There's a yeast component to it. And that child has that because there's a specific susceptibility to that disease process. So they don't have it because they're bad brushers. They don't have it because they eat too much sugar. Well, they, the too much sugar fuels it once they know they have it. But the idea is if you have anybody that's had cavities in the last three years, if you have anybody that has cavities at all, even as an adult, that's not normal. Something's not right, and we can test for certain bacteria that cause that cavities. We can test for yeast that cause that cavities, and we can employ a, 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 a layered strategy to help prevent that. Those folks usually need the pH of their mouth, the acidity of their mouth adjusted. They need uh, something to harden the tooth. They need to recognize there's a dietary component. They need to recognize there could be a saliva quality or quantity component. It's a multi factorial disease. It's very sophisticated, a lot like gum disease. And unfortunately, in dentistry, we've handed people a tube of toothpaste or we've said brush better. Um, we just haven't given it the kind of diagnosis and the kind of analysis that it deserves. It's a very complex disease. Yeah, no, and this is fascinating for me to hear because even now after, you know, being in on a lot of these medical shows, I, I've always thought of cavities as you go in, you get it filled and the problem is gone. It's you know, you drill gone. it. Yeah, and no. it's, I just, it's, I imagine there's so many people out there that are thinking, okay, you get your filling and you just continue to get cavities and you just go get it filled again. And the fact that there is some underlying disease that requires further treatment is so important to know. Yeah, and Siobhan, to your point, I would rather have the sophistication and the take the time to figure out why you're getting the cavities and what's wrong with that than drilling on your teeth. And I can tell you, I really dislike drilling on child's teeth. I don't want to do that. The, child, the children don't want that. And so what we would love to do is figure out why they're getting the cavities and then figure out what we can do to stop that because it's not normal. There's something going on in their lives, and usually we can figure that out. Is this uh, the same saliva test that, that also screens for the yeast and no, other bacteria? it's not just the test. That okay. It's part of it, but it's uh, it's part of the other. Um, it's the clinical history. It's the exam. It's the it's what do we see in the mouth. Sometimes it's a breathing problem. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's an acid imbalance problem. Sometimes it's a bacterial problem, and sometimes it's a yeast problem. But it needs to be evaluated, and what most what most of us have done in the past is we've seen them on x-rays or we've looked at the cavities. We tell you, you need a filling and don't worry, you know, come back and we'll keep monitoring. 
And I've seen people that have had filling after filling their entire life. Mm -hmm. And that's not normal. So if you're having multiple fillings, if you're having problems with decay, it's not normal. What I would rather do is figure out what's causing it, stop it at the source so that we don't have to continue drilling and, uh, and continue filling. Because yeah. it's, it's, just, it's just damaging to the teeth. And whenever you have fillings and whenever we make a hole in a tooth and put in some kind of restorative material, that's not the end of it. I mean, usually there's some other, there's a, there's a future cavity or there's a future crown or there's a future root canal, which turns into a fractured tooth and also a future implant. So these are big, there's a legacy cost to this. So if you can stop that infection early, you could do an amazing service for the patient. Yeah. Is there, is there a type of test that you could get that would indicate whether you are susceptible to cavities before you get one? Is this something that can be screened or it's just sort of you deal with it when you have the cavity? Not so much. Gum disease is quite a bit easier to screen for and test for, but cavities right now is still a little bit out there. And uh, at the COIS Center, and I mentioned the KOIS Center in uh, Seattle, Washington, we're working with some of the leading caries experts in the world to figure out wh- how, what we need to learn about that and what we need to do to, to intercept that as early as possible. Mm-hmm. And so we have, um, we have, we've made amazing inroads and we have a really good basic understanding, but this is still an evolving science. Yeah. And speaking of the gums, we were talking about this over the break. You know, one of the biggest risks with that is, you know, you could have gum disease and not know because a lot of times you don't feel pain. Is there anything that you can say about that or some recommendations, things that you're doing in your practice that, to, to screen people in their gum health as well? Yeah, I think, and, you know, and Siobhan, now you tonight filling in for Amory, but Amory mentions that she calls it silent killers. And, you know, one of the things that happens, and I know uh, our preventative cardiologists will talk about it too, you know, 50% of men and 64% of women have sudden heart attacks and strokes. They have no prior symptoms. So this is the same thing with gum disease, and it's the same thing with even cavity risk. Um, you don't feel it. You don't feel it until it gets to be a big problem. So these are things that, uh, that go undiagnosed, and if somebody's not carefully looking at you, it's very easy to miss. It's super easy to miss. So one of the things that we want to make sure we do when we have patients come in and we go through our initial oral exam, whether I'm doing it or Dr. Watkins is doing it, we want to be very careful to say, to let people know, look, I think you have, we, we think you have an underlying problem. We can test for it. We can help you identify it and we can help cut it off before it produces the kind of disease that it's going to produce. So these diseases, unfortunately for us, we would be, we would be taking care of way more people if it hurt, but some of these diseases don't hurt. So it's very similar to hypertension. You know, doesn't you don't really feel pain. Next thing you know, you're having a heart attack or a stroke or chest pain, and it's it's uh, it's very similar. So I wish some of these things would be would have other signals that would tell us that they're you know that they're lurking, but we don't know. So we have to have the sophistication to go look for them. And one of the things that we're really trying to do is figure out. Who in our practice is at risk for these diseases? And if you're at risk for it, we want to let you know. Is this a genetic risk we're uh, talking about? or it, it, could be, it could be genetic and it could be environmental. And if you're not at risk for it, then we want to leave you alone. You know, and we, mm-hmm. I mean, so that's the idea behind providing everything you need, nothing you don't. That's yeah, absolutely. Well, it seems that all of all the patients that are coming through your practice, whether they are aware of a problem or not, they are getting screened for everything. Um, you know, a lot of risk factors, many, sure. many things that we we didn't even get to cover tonight. Um, okay. Is, you know, before we're at the end of our segment, is there anything else you want to impart on our listeners about things that you're doing, things that they should look out for? Um, no, I think that I think that just waiting for pain sometimes is too late. And so I just implore people to um, 
find out if you have and challenge your dentist to make sure they're doing a good gum charting. Uh, they should all be doing a periodontal disease charting. They should be sharing with you the numbers. You should know if you have bleeding gums. Your dentist should be very serious about bleeding gums. It should, it's not normal. And they should. It's good that you said that because I think a lot of people are accustomed no. to that and they think that that's you floss and you, they're, no. they're supposed to bleed. If you see any kind of, believe me, if you see any kind of blood in your toothbrush or blood in your floss or if you taste blood in your mouth, it's, it's, it's late. If you have flaring or drifting teeth, if you have bad breath, as we had, uh, you know, mentioned from David from Windsor, if you have any of these issues, uh, these are things that are early warning signs that something's not right, and uh, you would want to you'd want to look after it. But what we what I really want to encourage is just routine, regular care and good, solid risk assessments. Yeah, and absolutely. that's and that's where we're at today, which is different from the past. We're doing much more sophisticated risk assessments and intake exams, which is letting people know what their risk is, what their future issues might be. And how comforting is it to know when you come to a dentist, we can look at you and let you know what the future might hold for you. Yeah, incredible information. Wow, unfortunately, unfortunately, we are out of time. And that wraps it up for the Dr. Thompson Radio Show on 760 WJR, sponsored by Integrative Oral Medicine. I'm your co-host, Siobhan Cronin, filling in for Anne-Marie Cronin tonight. And again, I want to thank Dr. Thompson for talking to us this evening about taking charge of our health being proactive, and avoiding the devastating results of undiagnosed oral pathogens. To learn more about Dr. Thompson's practice, you can reach him directly at 248-642-1000. Again, that's 248-642-1000, or by visiting him on the web at ioralmed.com. Again, that is I-O-R-A-L-M-E-D.com. We hope you enjoyed this special show and that you have become more informed about oral health and its impact on the major diseases of our time. Good night, and thank you for listening. Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not those of Cumulus Media or WJR Radio.